بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحبه وجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته guys how are you guys doing today عليكم السلام I'm doing good عليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته man I'm doing amazing wonderful الحمد لله can one of you guys let us know what we're talking about today alright so we've had a highly requested topic about Ramadan like what we do in Ramadan all that type of stuff but this is part of that like this is um going to be like a two-part episode almost like we're going to do one this week inshallah. one next week inshallah. inshallah and so this week we're talking about like preparing before ramadan like what can we do before ramadan to essentially make the most of like you know the most blessed month in the assignment calendar the month of ramadan you know the month that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the quran so that's the month of sha'aban i mean you could have been doing it way before that but you know there's something special about the month of sha'aban as well and we're we're talking about that among like other things that we could do to increase ourselves, so we um, like ultimately we can get really the best get, of Ramadan. Yeah, get the best out of your Ramadan, especially you, if you make it to Ramadan, because yeah, none of us are guaranteed. Yeah, you know, you know, like, like Ramadan, you want to enter Ramadan being the most pious you can be. You want to exit the, being the most pious you can be, and you want to Allah to accept from you. You want you don't want to enter Ramadan with having all these bad habits. You want to get rid of those bad habits now. You know, because, yeah, because, like, if you don't, if you can't get rid of those bad habits before Ramadan and you try to kick them during Ramadan, ultimately, by the end of Ramadan, you're going to start them up again. And, you know, like, it sucks because, you know, shayateen, they're supposed to be locked up during Ramadan, especially, like, the big ones, the ones that can, like, influence you the most, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so, if you can't kick those habits during Ramadan in a time like that, when there's nothing surrounding you that should be influencing you to do this, that's purely upon yeah, you. you don't want to keep on here's, spinning. Here's the, here's the, the perfect example to that. Right? You want to stop these habits before? Because look, yeah, the shayateen might be locked up during Ramadan, right? But what is shaitan doing all the, the rest of the 11 months of the year? He's, he's, he's spinning us. He's, get, yeah. he's getting us sucked into this delusion of this world, right? He's getting us to indulge in sin and to uh, keep on committing, you know, these bad habits that we commit. So by the time the shaitan is locked up for Ramadan, you're, you're still spinning. You're still, you're still mm -hmm. in this constant loop of, you know, sinning and doing bad deeds, even though the shaitan is locked up. And you wonder why. So it's important to... Take preparation before Ramadan. Start your action right now. Like even even the Prophet Ali Sallam and the Sahaba, they practiced like you know preparing for Ramadan. They used to beg Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to allow them to reach Ramadan because yes. Ramadan is a time where you know our deeds are for one they're multiplied and two it's it's a time where the gates of Jahannam are closed and the gates of Paradise are open. This is a time where people they they earn Paradise, especially if you die during the month of Ramadan. That's a blessed like that's a blessing a blessing upon blessing from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Like imagine dying on a Friday in Ramadan. Like, come on, man. Like, what? How, how much better could it get than that? Like the Sahaba, they used to supplicate to Allah six months for six months before Ramadan to allow them to reach Ramadan, and then they used to suppl supplicate six months after Ramadan to just so that the Ramadan would be accepted. accepted. Yes. Like, and what are we doing? We're out here expecting Ramadan. We're out here expecting us to make it to Ramadan, but like, we're not doing much to you know kick kick our bad habits and and get rid, rid ourselves from these sin or purify our hearts. Like, what are we doing? What's like, the point of Ramadan? The point of Ramadan is to increase your taqwa in Allah. To, so that you... Fasting. You know, when, when you fast, you're supposed to be purifying yourself. Mm -hmm. Spiritually right? and physically. Spiritually and physically, right? Like, yeah, of proven. course, we know that uh, fasting gives us many, you know, medical benefits, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't fast because of that reason. We fast because of the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, prescribed this to us. And in so doing, and uh, in so following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we get all these side benefits, right? Fasting is the thing that we do for Allah like, well, like, 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 I don't know if you guys understand what I'm trying to say, but fasting is the one thing we do for Allah. Right, just like our prayer. Mm -hmm. So, and fasting, it purifies you spiritually and mentally. Like the Prophet, he used to fast on a regular basis. 
Monday Mondays and Thursdays. Thursdays. And even, even in the month of Sha'ban, there was no <clears throat> month aside from Ramadan that the Prophet fasted more in than Sha'ban. And like, I don't know, a lot of people, they may ask about that, but he, he said in a hadith, he said that um, the deeds, our deeds were brought up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the month of Sha'ban. He liked his deeds to be brought up during, uh, during a time when he was fasting. And that was narrated in An-Nasai. And also Aisha, uh, she narrated saying that he used to fast so long that they would say he's not going to break his fast. And then there would be times where he wouldn't fast and he, they would say he's not going to fast. So it was it was always like he was fasting, but he didn't fast the whole month. That's that some narration said he didn't fast the whole month, but he fasted so much that like he just wanted he wanted these rewards, and these rewards came before Ramadan. Imagine that, like you're purifying yourself just before Ramadan comes. So then when Ramadan is here, it's like but you're on your A game. Yeah, man. you're on your A game. Like you're the sins that you may have been doing before, they're not even in in your mind anymore. Like you're not even having those thoughts, even though the thoughts, right? They're not they're not sins, but you're not having those thoughts at all. Like, you're not having those thoughts at all. Your only thoughts are like getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reading Quran, finding uh, out more about the Prophet ﷺ, his story, the, the sunnah, uh, looking at hadith, you know, finding lessons that will better yourself, better your life ultimately, because the best life is, is the life of a Muslim who's ultimately, ultimately as close as he can be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the success of this life. That's, mm -hmm. the, only, that's the only line there is for success. Speaking about the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and with Ramadan, it was narrated that you know, when he was going going to stand up on the on the nimbir, right? Nimbar. Uh, he was he said, "I mean, three times, right?" And Jibril salam made a dua. He said, "Woe, uh, woe to that to the person who doesn't take advantage of Ramadan, right? Because exactly, you know, what what is the whole point of Ramadan? The point of Ramadan is for forgiveness, right? This mm -hmm. is the biggest thing, right? Allah opens the door for His mercy, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not gonna sit there and take advantage of that. Imagine, right? A lot of a lot of you people, you know." Even, even ourselves, right? What do we take advantage of uh, throughout the year, right? For materialistic thing. Let's say Black Friday, right? What month is Black Friday in? November. November, right? Yeah. We spend we spend the year saving up for, for Black Friday because we you know we want to be able to take get things that we couldn't get throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So the same thing with Ramadan. We should be preparing throughout the year, you know, saving, right? You know, mm -hmm. asking Allah for forgiveness, asking Allah to bless us, asking it's Allah to... It's a seed Ramadan. It's a seed Ramadan, mm -hmm. right? So that when the time of Ramadan comes, you know, you can get whatever you want. You know, you, you start... You start uh, engaging in as much as stuff as possible. You you get as much blessings as you can uh, possible, and by the will of Allah, it will all be accepted. Like, could you like could you imagine someone who had Ramadan like last year and they didn't know that that was their last Ramadan? Like Allah, that could be any of us. That could be any of us. Yeah, and that could be like We're someone making... who had Ramadan, but then after Ramadan ended, they they went back to their old ways. They yeah. went back to sinning. They they stopped doing the the extra acts of worship that they were practicing during Ramadan. Ramadan is like it's in such a way where those bad habits that you feel like you'll never get rid of in Ramadan, you'll get rid of them. And you'll get rid of them. Here's the thing: during Ramadan, people th people have this misconception of okay, I'm gonna stop sinning just for the month of Ramadan, and then on eight. You know, continue back to what <laughs> I was doing. Like, no, you you missed the whole purpose. The whole, the whole the whole purpose of Ramadan. You're supposed to train yourself, train your body mentally and physically, so that you know, outside of the month of Ramadan, you're prepared for the rest of the year, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting there spinning from the ways of the shaitan, right? You know, the shaitan has influenced think, you all year. Look, think about it like this. Think about Ramadan as a constant meeting with your Lord. Like every single second of Ramadan is you having a connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that is stronger than any other month out there. 
And it's you have 30 days. You have 30 days to complete this mission, to, to purify your heart and to ultimately get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So tell me, would you be smoking? Would you be drinking? Would you be listening to music in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why do you only want to give up your sins during Ramadan, huh? Like Ramadan is just enough time for you to give up a bad habit so that after Ramadan, you're not doing it ever again. You're not doing it anymore and you want to stay away from it because you're like, Ramadan felt so good. I want to feel this feeling every single time. That's how Ramadan is supposed to feel. That's how it's supposed to feel after Ramadan. Like when those few days after Ramadan, you start you start feeling it. You're like, man, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same. Like your body's not as uplifted. Y'all feel that, right? Here, here's the thing when it comes to Ramadan, right? Let's 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 go outside the fold of Islam really fast, right? So when we're talking about, you know, let's say someone who's addicted to anything, right? Whether it be their phone, whether it be a drug, what what is what is what is a practice that people practice? Is you know detox. Uh, uh, detoxification. Yeah, detox, yeah, detox, detox right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole point of Ramadan is to detox, right? From all these sins so that, you know, yeah. once once you get outside of Ramadan, you know, you're, you're prepared and, you, you know, you quit those things. Those things are left behind in the past, right? And the same it's thing. It's a spiritual purification yeah, and that's a what, physical purification. That's the point. That's also like the point of fasting. Like people, uh, non-Muslims, they fast on a regular because for one, it helps like purify your body, cleanses your body of like all these bad acids and all these types of things, especially when you're someone who, who wants to lose weight. There's a way to fast to do that. Also, like, uh, the Prophet, Sam, he prescribed fasting in times of temptation. When you when your desires are going to yeah. get the better of you, he prescribed fasting because it'll help you... Fasting uh, is such an underrated... Like, it's overlooked. Fasting, it's... It's pi it's taqwa towards Allah, like you mentioned earlier. And you mentioned something very interesting. You said um, the, Ram um, the whole month of Ramadan is like a meeting with your Lord. Yes, you're always remembering Allah. You want to eat something, you're, you're hungry, you're thirsty. Like... That's just like, and then you remember Allah, you know, you remember why you're doing it. Yeah, like there's the entire here, month. Here's, here's the and thing. Then there's, um, I'm, I remember there's like, uh, from the Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, there's some people who don't gain anything from Ramadan except hunger and thirst. You don't want to be like that person. <laughs> that, well, you don't want to be like that person. When it comes to Ramadan. Like you said, you don't, you don't want to like, you don't want to adopt your sins that you had before, right after like on, on Yom and Eid. Like, on Eid. Could you imagine? Here's the thing when it comes Eating to Ramadan, pork, right? <laughs> there you go so when it comes to ramadan right <laughs> it's not just fasting of not eating and drinking it's fasting of the eyes fasting of the mouth fasting fasting of the ears right because you, these are things that you want to be able to control right when you're able to control these things especially in the society that we live in wallahi you know your your status is ele elevated right mm -hmm. with all this temptation that we have around if you can stop yourself from looking at things especially like men being uh looking at women all the time like this this right here is you know is a big is a big sense of cleanliness, right? A purification, right? And strength, and strength. We want to be able to walk walk out of Ramadan with you know to strengthen all of these things, you know, bismillah, right? Inshallah. Yeah. Inshallah. Where does that that starts? You want to you want to build that foundation. Change starts when. Change starts now. Change starts now. Exactly. Like right now, if you're someone who who's doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, if you're smoking, if you're drinking, if you're uh, if you're listening to music, if you're uh, using ill speech, like Watch you have to stop Ramadan. these actions because if you're not going to use it during Ramadan, why are you using it outside of Ramadan? Just because Ramadan is the most blessed month does not mean there are not blessings in other months as well. Like, bro, we have Dhul Hijjah, that's a blessed month. We have Rajab, we have Muharram. Like, there are more blessed months out there. Like, all these months were Every picked out of for a reason. Every this is Allah like, Subhanahu Wa Taala you're talking about. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, he, he didn't do this for no reason. Like the Quran was re revealed in Ramadan, so like there's something so holy about it, so sacred about it. And I know if you're Muslim, then you feel that, like you feel that holiness during Ramadan. Like your body feels lighter, everything around you feels different. Like life just feels better when you're when you're walking around and when you wake up for suhoor during Ramadan. Like it feels better. But see, leading up to that, it should like you should be 
yearning for that because you could die at any minute. We seem to always forget that you could die at any minute. Your soul could be taken doing anything. You could, your soul could be taken uh, yeah, doing, you, uh, committing wanna, a sin, committing kufr, doing anything. Like a sin that you don't even know is a sin. It could be taken at that time. You don't even want to. You don't want to be a Ramadan Muslim. Why? Because in the soul, when your soul is taken, you don't have a good ratio of months when you're good. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> like imagine being your, your, one out of twelve chances you're gonna be taken in a good state. If you're a Ramadan Muslim, you, or, just, you only practice during Ramadan. Not even just imagine? that. Just imagine, you know, uh, on Yom Kiyama, you you go, you get your book. The last good deed you did was lead prayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we, we don't want to be amongst these people. And you know, like we we don't become among one of these people, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's why we say change starts now. Change starts today. Outside Ramadan, in Ramadan, you know, whenever you're listening to this or whenever you get the reminder, change starts now, right? You know, it doesn't matter if you're sitting here smoking, drinking, like these habits, they can stop. You can repent from these things. Indeed, Allah is most forgiving, most merciful, right? And Allah will forgive you and Allah will love you, right? But you need to, you, you want, you need that change for yourself. You need to see that in for yourself, right? Because if you, if you don't want to change it, you know, Allah will not change the condition of the people unless they change themselves. You know, it's so hard to do a sin and try to claim to yourself that like you have good intentions behind it or you're, uh, you're still remembering Allah. Like it's really hard for anybody to convince another person that you're doing that. Like, so it, the thing is, it's better for you. Like, we're speaking f- about this because it's better for you. Like, we, we've we gone through it and we're still going through it. Like, we're, we're still human. We still go through these things, but we're talking about it from a perspective that, like, this is how we're trying to approach it. And we're letting you know exactly how we're trying to approach it because we want the best for everybody. I don't want to see, like, my fellow Muslim brothers and sisters out here, like, committing sins, knowing that Ramadan is coming up and then questioning if the thing that they're doing is a sin. Like, knowledge... Is something that is prescribed to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. Like you're not supposed to be someone who's out here lollygagging thinking that you uh that you're Muslim without having yeah, any you're knowledge. You're supposed to have like some basira, you're supposed to have some some clear some clarity. Yeah. Like, like how many people out here <clears throat> actually know the true meaning of Ramadan? Like how many people actually know that uh, the, the true meaning of like uh what it means not only to fast, but to increase your acts of worship during Ramadan, to seek Allah's mercy beyond any capacity that, to, that you can. Like if you had to pray for hours upon hours during the night, during Ramadan, you would do it just because you know exactly how many rewards you are stacking up. Mm-hmm. And the fact that and, you could die during that and like, month. And like he said, he, um, it's not just hunger and thirst. It's fasting of the eyes, the ears, like your, your touch, mouth, your everything. mouth, everything. It's, it's, that's all what you're, uh, you're fasting as well. It's spiritual. It's more spiritual than it is physical. When, yeah. it comes, when it comes to what you said about doing good deeds, what is one sign Allah is happy with you? When you go from ibadah to ibadah. When you know, when you go from one good deed to another good deed, this is a sign that Allah has accepted what you, what you're doing, right? And in Ramadan, right, Allah prescribes to us to fast, right? And we as human beings, we have the natural inc- inclination, right? When we're sitting here fasting, right, we're thinking about other people who don't who don't eat, who don't who don't get the opportunity to drink. And what does Allah prescribe in another verse to give charity? When I'm in a when I'm in a state of you know fastingness, and when I'm in the state of uh, remembering Allah, I'm, I'm remembering these people. I remember I, and this gives me the inclination to want to give more, right? And Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us so many opportunities to go from ibadah to ibadah, Yeah, you should right? give charity in Ramadan. Well, it's the month of giving. <laughs> Lincoln Bible. They, they talk about, you know, Christmas is the day of giving. No, Ramadan is the month, the month of, of giving. giving. Especially, you know, Bro, like, we, we don't even talk enough about, like, the, the forms of ibadah that are not, like, you strictly praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You understand? Like, giving a date, that's a form of ibadah. That's a, that's, that, that's a charity that is ultimately like if it just comes from from the goodness of your like heart, if I but you're not doing at it, you, if yeah, I smile at you, yeah, but you're not doing it in in the form of arrogance. You're not doing it like I'm giving you this date, so take this. Like, thank you. You better thank me, man. Like, or here, no, here's you, the, here's you, the thing: when 
when you help a Muslim, when you help a Muslim brother or sister break their fast, you get the reward of their fast. Meaning, like you give, like you give them like some water or something. Yeah, when you know, once they break their fast, and you know, you 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 sharing that reward, right? Yeah. So imagine you you get so many opportunities to do all these good deeds to go from ibadah to ibadah. What are what are you doing sitting here and just you know just watching from afar? You know, just just getting motivated in the moment and then imagine, you know, forgetting right? about a couple like of days later. And, and like imagine your deeds and Ramadan they're multiplied. It's like double XP, man. Could you subhanallah? I and the fact the fact like these extra forms of ibadah they got to start right now because it's going to be so hard to develop during Ramadan. Like we understand like see it only happens during Ramadan, right? But there are forms that, like, there are prayers that you could pray. You could pray any time. Yeah. Like you, the witted, the, the witted could be more than just the the two after Isha and the and, and witted. Like it could, you could pray up to eleven. Like you, you could you could practice for Taraweeh right there. You could um you could start by praying Tahajjud right now. You could start by praying the two Sunnah before Fajr because the Prophet ﷺ, he narrated that those two two Sunnah before Fajr are better than the world and everything that it could offer. Before Rakah, before and after Dhuhr. Yeah, you could like just start practicing the, the sunnah prayer. Start practicing making supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like could read some Quran right now. Yeah, Look, listen. Start start learning some Don't Quran. be the, start, don't let this right here. Don't let the month of Ramadan goals. don't let the the month of Ramadan be the only time the Quran sees you. Don't let don't dust up the cobwebs and Ramadan like bruh. Could you imagine? SubhanAllah. Right here, that that's that's literally one of my biggest goals right there. Start memorizing way more Quran Ramadan. Like, yeah, of course, you know. I'm, Listening and memorizing Quran right now, but I'm, like, yeah. I'm gonna take more advantage of it. Yeah, like bro, what you just said, especially right now before Ramadan starts, set your goals, be goal oriented, do and then exceed those goals. Yeah, set your goals for like okay, like think about it like this: set your goals. Like if you want to memorize more Quran, set them right now. Start them right now, though. Like if you can't necessarily memorize that surah right now, start reading it. Start listening to it actively. Always, always, always listening to it. So you have it in the back of your mind. You understand how the words sound, how like um, whoever you're listening to recite, how they sound when they do it so that you can understand the entire flow of that surah. Because if you do that and if you stay away from sin, trust me, memorization will become easier for you. We were talking about this with mm. uh, with your ustad. He was talking about how, you know, if you leave sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make memorization easier for you. He will make not, uh, seeking knowledge and remembering that knowledge way easier for you if you leave sin. It was Imam Malik. Imam Malik, yeah. like when he's when he used to sin or like he sinned, he would feel his memory. Like, well, here's the thing. Him. Actually, I'm going to speak on this from personal experience. When I started becoming uh, a better practicer, better believer in Islam, well, I, I, I started remembering things a lot better, right? And I even got a compliment from a non-Muslim friend. He said, you know what? Like, I, I just noticed something about you. You have a really good memory. And I'm like, subhanAllah. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what to say about that. <laughs> I can speak on that too. Like, I remember I memorized, um, I memorized a whole bunch of surahs when I was younger. But then, like, I started lacking. I started lacking on my deen. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't actively trying to read Quran at the time. I wasn't I wasn't reading those surahs in, in salah or anything like that. So then I forgot them over time. And I was sitting here, I was like, dang, bro, how did I forget? Like I I thought those surahs were like engraved in my brain. Cause you know, like I thought like once I memorize the surah, it's gonna be engraved. Just like you know, the small surahs, ever since I learned them from from a kid, I never forgot those. But these ones I forgot and I had to relearn them. And it really like it like pierced my heart. Cause I was sitting there, I was like, dang man, like why why didn't I remember like why didn't I remember these? Why did I forget? And then knowledge, I was starting to forget certain things, like, and so then I realized, like, once I once I leave sin, once I actively look to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, like He's the only one who can help me increase in knowledge. Like I can't do it alone. If I do it alone, then it's not gonna work. I'm just gonna forget everything that I read or everything that I try to memorize. 
so just, just just think about it. Just think about the fact that somebody memorizes a six hundred page book in a language they didn't even know. Like if if you really think about it, you're just like, how can they not forget? But by the will of Allah, they will they will remember, and by their actions, they will remember. And this goes into Ramadan. In Ramadan, a lot of messages they do khatam al Quran. They finish the entire Quran within that thirty days, thirty juz, thirty juz from memory. Some people they can read it from the Quran from memory. And there are people behind him, behind the imam, who also know it. Well, here's the thing, right? So th these are my recommendations, you know, when it comes to the Quran. So if, if, if you don't know about the Quran, start listening to the Quran. Once you start listening to the Quran, start, start being able to understand the Quran in a language that you know. And then after that, you know, dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And then, you know, start memorizing. You know, all starts somewhere. You know, like I said, just even pick up a Quran or even uh, open an app, it's, open YouTube. YouTube is free. It starts somewhere, and that somewhere is like right now. And in, in Ramadan, you perfect it. Because if there's any month you're going to perfect your Quran, your your worship, it's in Ramadan. And always, always, always seek knowledge. Even outside of Ramadan, like you have to seek knowledge because uh, um, you have to seek knowledge from people who are trusted sources of like of knowledge in Islam. Because you have to think about it. Islam is like what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made the religion simple for us. But to understand everything is so complex. Like there, there's, yeah, there's so much complexity inside of, uh, inside of Islam because, you know, there are so many people who go through certain things and they don't know how, how to deal with it within the bounds of Islam, right? So that's where you get the scholars from. You're not going to ask a random dude on a street how to give open heart surgery because he's not a doctor. This is the same thing with Islam. If you want to seek knowledge, if you want to further your, your knowledge in Islam, especially during uh, this blessed month, a time where you can, uh, when you leave sin and, you know... Uh, Engage in worship. Yeah, you can engage in worship in a way that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there every step of the way for you, as he is always. But this time, like, he's made it easier for you to get closer to him during this month. He's, he's given you so many opportunities. Like, this month is not something to be taken lightly. The month before it is neglected, as the Prophet said. Like, Shaban, is, it's a neglected month. People don't take, care, uh, take advantage of this month. You know, this is a time where you could easily get, get rid of some of your bad habits and then turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then during Ramadan, you'll just be like, it'll feel like a breeze to you. Because yeah, you're on cruise control your whole entire life. And then you wonder why you're not, you're not feeling any motion in your life. <laughs> it doesn't, I just think that we, we take these things for granted. Like when I saw that the Sahaba, they used to pray, Pray, begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy, for his forgiveness, that they would make it to Ramadan and that their Ramadan like, imagine, would be accepted. Imagine, like, how important this, imagine how important this month is for them to pray six months in advance to allow them to reach Ramadan. Like they just, they just want to witness it so that they can fast. So they, their sins can... So that like, their well, sins can be expiated. They can, they can raise their status during Ramadan. But look at us. We're out here saying, oh yeah, there's 15 days towards Ramadan. But no, who, how many people are saying, may Allah allow us to make it to Ramadan? Like, yeah, Allah, I beg you to allow me to observe Ramadan in the best manner, in the manner that, is, that you will be satisfied with me. That like, I could get closer to you every single night. I want to wake up for Tahajjud every single night and pray to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and ask you for your mercy and ask you for, uh, for, for the hereafter. That's what I want from you. Who, who's well, doing let's, that? Let's, let's ask right are... now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make Ramadan easy for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, allow us to make it to Ramadan and allow all our deeds to be accepted. Say ameen. Ameen. That includes all of you viewers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just the thing. Like, I feel like we take so many things for granted. Like, that's us included. Because I didn't see myself saying that every single day, begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me, let me make it to Ramadan. Like, 
I knew exactly what, what I wanted to do during Ramadan. I knew exactly like the goals I had in mind, the things I wanted to do. And I was trying to actively start doing them uh, like right now, even before, even before this, uh, this month. But I was, I wasn't saying that it was like almost as if I was taking my life for granted. Like I, I knew I was going to wake up the next morning or something. Like how many, how many of us are actually doing that? How many of us think that we're just going to wake up the next morning? Like nothing happened. The biggest thing in Ramadan that we should be seeking for is Allah's forgiveness. No doubt about it. Mm. Because even, even when we seek forgiveness, let's say you have zero sins, right? Which is impossible for us. You know, we're all many Adam, right? But let's just say, right? Even, even you asking Allah for forgiveness, you are raising your status with Allah. Even let's say you have no sins and you're, you're asking for, for forgiveness, you're still raising your status, right? So this, in the month of Ramadan, you know, make, make this a priority. Make, make sure that you're asking Allah to forgive us. And may Allah forgive all of us. May Allah forgive right. the Muslim ummah. Yes. It is Allah's will. It is Allah's will to lighten your burdens. Like, Allah, he doesn't, he doesn't hate you. Yeah. Turn, like he, I promise you, I promise you. With you or without you, if you were to worship him your entire life, if you were to disobey him your entire life, you don't decrease him or increase him in his dominion at all. At all. And Allah that's true. Allah is free of need, worthy of praise. Allah subhanahu Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Nur, he says like, oh believers, like beg Allah for his mercy that you may be successful. You can't be successful if you're not seeking Allah's mercy. <coughs> if you're not seeking his forgiveness. Like and your, your life, life will be miserable. And You'll even like lost. in Surah Hadid, race towards mercy from your Lord. Race, you don't race with yourself. You race around people. You have people around you. In Ramadan, you're standing in line with Taraweeh, each person wanting for, um, wanting for himself what he wants for the next. And that's mercy from Allah. Yeah, like you, um, you, enter, you enter the mosque, you just pray like, like a fard salah, right? Mm -hmm. But then you see, you see a dude uh, next to you he starts praying a sunnah prayer. So before, instead of leaving, you're like, oh, nah, hold up. This dude's praying. Let me pray real quick. You know, let me, let me get my reward too. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like, or it, uh, there's so many ways to. Like, I remember I had an encounter at the masjid last Ramadan. And after, like, um, um, Maghrib, the guy came up to me. Like, we, after they prayed Jemaah in the masjid, he came up to me and he was like, brother, when we're standing in prayer, make sure your feet are touching. You see how everyone else's feet were, were touching except yours. I was like, yeah. He was like, you don't want to be the leakest wink in the chain. I was like, man, he just snapped. I was like, oh, bro. After that, I felt so bad. Bro. After, <laughs> after that, I started standing in a prayer. Even if they were far apart, the two people next to me were far apart. He was mad spreading. I spread my leg like this. Like, subhanAllah. Yeah, but she, um, you're right. I mean... Uh, there's like, I feel like there's so many things that I could say, like apart from what we already said, but it, it might not get the point it's across two part, I want, two part. wanted to. Yeah, because th this is like a two part episode. Like the next episode we want to talk about, like what what to do during Ramadan. I'm I'll, like, I'll give you some of my own um, like personal goals and stuff like that. The, the next episode and stuff like that, uh, especially inshallah. because, uh, yeah, inshallah. But for uh, for the closing of this episode, what I want to say is that take advantage of the time you have right now, especially if you're still here, because you have no idea if you're going to make it to Ramadan. You have no idea exactly like the the type of person you'll be during Ramadan. Like, you know, it's a it's a scary thing when you know you're you're in Ramadan and you're still doing bad deeds. Because what does that say about you as a person? That's evil within yourself. That's just you. That's you. You're you're an evil person at that point. Like. 
Uh, if you in, if you continually turn to sin, you're not repenting to, to Allah during Ramadan, then <coughs> that's you. That's just who you are. Like Allah will expose you during, especially during that month. Like, and I I I felt that for myself. Like, if there was a time where I did a sin, I'd be like, damn, bro, that's like I literally that was just that was all me. Like, what am I supposed to do now? But see, the difference between me and someone who won't repent is me. I repented. I'm going to repent because I can't. You feel live. bad about what you did. Yeah, exactly. You know what you did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's a level of iman. Like that's that's a level of of, of taqwa. Like I understand. Like Allah saw me. Allah was watching me do that. So like I'm I'm sick with myself. That and you know there's nothing wrong with that because you know I fear Allah. You know I fear Allah and I'm ho- I'm hopeful of His mercy. I don't expect His mercy because Allah Allah didn't He didn't promise you His mercy. He He said He is merciful, and His mercy like it outweighs His wrath. But you can't expect it from Him. You just, you seek it, you hope for it, you repent, you repent from your sins, and, you know, you, like, you hope Allah forgives you. And with a sincere heart, Allah will. And I have no doubt about that, but I'm not going to expect it from him. Yeah. And Allah, mm-hmm. what are we supposed to be increasing? Your taqwa and Allah. But what exactly does that mean? Right? It means your consciousness, the fear of Allah. But, you know, let's say, you know, when it comes to the point of fear, what exactly does it mean by fear of Allah? When it comes to, let's say, a relationship with Allah, right? We don't just mean like fear his punishment, fear his wrath, you know, things like that, right? Of course, which you should fear. But I'm saying, when it comes to someone that you love or that you that uh, you don't want to do anything to this person where it will cause you to lose this connection with somebody. This, this right here is what you fear. So when it comes to Allah, you don't want to lose the connection with Allah, right? Because, it, it, you know, when you lose the connection with Allah, indeed, you are lost. You know, you are misguided and you're amongst the losers now. So this this right here, you know, I want you guys to think about that, right? You don't want to lose the connection with Allah. You you fear Allah, right? Be conscious of Allah. This is this is the the true meaning of taqwa, right? And it goes a lot deeper than what I just said. But just just ponder upon what I just yeah, said. Yeah, ponder right? upon that and and the sole purpose, the the main point in Ramadan, the main thing in which you are doing is increasing that. I have, yeah. I, I had some good points that I was going to say, but I'm going to make it like a cliffhanger <laughs> so you can tune into the next one. <laughs> All right. But uh, with that being said, you know, uh, that's going to close out this episode. Speaking about, like, you know, preparation for Ramadan, um, like ways that we can increase ourselves, leave our bad habits. And, you know, the next episode, inshallah, we will be speaking about, like, the virtues of Ramadan, how we, uh, uh, like, what you can do to increase yourself during Ramadan, sunnahs during Ramadan, you know, acts of ibadah that we can do during Ramadan that will earn us, like, uh, any form of reward because you have you ultimately have no idea how much reward you can get during Ramadan and you know staying away from sin inshallah so with that being said you know assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh if you guys made it to the end thank you guys very much may Allah bless you jazakallah khair make sure you guys share this video with your friends and family members you don't know whose life you can change by sh- simply sharing this one video with them right or even yourself right so make sure you guys subscribe like share this with your friends and family you know, just to remind you guys, we're not scholars. You know, we're always students of knowledge, right? So we just give you guys from what we know. We're open to correction. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. By the way, if you haven't already signed up on our uh, our link for launch, good inshallah. Link in bio. Bye. Schedule your giving for Ramadan.